this segment more of my favorite scripture passages from the Word of God that I believe will be an encouragement to you. I pray that it will be. And today I wanted to share from um, the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And uh, to give you a backstory of this book, the Apostle Paul is actually in prison. He is writing from a Roman jail cell. And he is writing to the church at Philippi um, and encouraging them to live in harmony and just loving one another and thanking them for all of their support and their help. And um, it would be kind of strange, I would think, maybe you would too, of someone who was in prison trying to encourage someone else. Uh, Typically, we would have the focus on ourselves and the things that we're going through and what hard time that we're having and dealing with with our imprisonment, but not the Apostle Paul. He was um, very yet still concerned about the churches and, and, and in particular with the, the church of Philippi. And so this verse that I wanted to share today is coming from the fourth chapter, verse 19. And I'll first read it from uh, the King James Version, which is probably the most familiar um, in terms of its wording. And Philippians 4.19 in the King James Version says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Some words that stand out to me are shall supply all your need. Those are the key verses in in that sentence to me. And who's doing the supplying? My God. So, this is obviously a personal relationship that the Apostle Paul is is speaking of. And as I said before, he was actually in prison at the time he wrote this book. And so, um, and he wasn't even requesting for them to give him anything. He had um, sustained and been sustained by God through so many hardships, through so much opposition that he had faced in simply preaching the gospel. In fact, that's why he was in prison, because he refused to stop preaching. And this particular church had supported him for well over a year. And so um, he was just so thankful and so grateful that even though they were small, they didn't have a lot, but they were willing to share. And so he was really trying to keep them uplifted, to keep them encouraged and to thank them for just having that that gift of generosity of of willing to give and wanting to give and never um, saying no, but continuing to give. And he wanted them to know that he wanted them to know that he was abundantly satisfied. Uh, where the Passion translation says in verse seventeen, uh, and then in verse nineteen, the Passion it says, "I am convinced." that my God will fully satisfy every need you have. So now he's telling them, God is going to satisfy your need because I've seen him satisfy my need. He says again, I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have for I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through Jesus Christ. So 
I believe that these needs, he's referring to go way beyond, go far beyond material needs. Far beyond that. Because he's mentioning abundant riches of glory revealed to me. Uh, the glory, the God, God's presence, God making himself known and giving us just um, such comfort in terms of the peace that he's given, the, the love that he's given, the mercy he's shown, all of those things and so much more. Uh, Paul has experienced those things. And so he knows that if God can bless and show me those things and give those things to me and more, he can and will do the same thing for you. And then in the NLT, it says that, and the, and the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And then I did a couple of cross-references, and this very same verse pointed me also to Psalm 23, verse 1, where it says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And one transition says that I shall not lack or want for any good or beneficial thing. So, so God is there to meet every need, great or small, whether it is a physical need. Of course, we think about that, but we also, more importantly, are talking about spiritual needs. And um, I want to share also from Romans chapter 2 to back that part up in terms of the spiritual needs because um, in uh, the NIV version, in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance? And also that same verse in the Amplified, Romans 2 and 4, and I'm only building, uh, if you will, a case toward God meeting spiritual needs as well, beyond just the material needs or resources. In the Amplified, Romans 2 and 4 says, Or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience? Are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, which means to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will. And so Paul is saying here in this verse that that the kindness that God has shown, the forbearance, the patience, the long-suffering that he has shown toward each of us has been more than just to do it for the sake of doing it but has been to to lead us. It was intended to lead us to repent. If you saw that here is a God who loves us so much that he would forbear our our sicknesses, our our down-sittings, our failures, he would be patient with us. He would be long-suffering with us. He would show so much kindness, so much mercy. If he were to do all of that for us and we weren't even a part of the family at that point, surely he wants us to know more about him. 
he's drawing us to himself. He wants us to see how loving a father he is and that he wants to share life and to do life, if you will, with us. And so all of these things were being shown to us in order for us to repent, to change our mind, and for us to accept God's will. And so we don't want to underestimate the goodness of God, the, glo- the, the, the glory that God shows us, his presence that he shows us through his attributes of mercy, of kindness, of love, and so forth. So God is, is showing us these things because he wants us to draw to himself. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 also says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So God is rich in his grace. Again, it goes beyond the material things. And yes, God can and will supply those things without question because he owns everything. The cattle on a thousand hill belongs to God. All the silver and gold belongs to God. So God has no problem in supplying you with that. But so much more than that, so much more and beyond that, God, according to this verse in 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, has all grace abounding toward you. Abounding toward you. For all things and at all times. Having all that you need. You have all the grace that you need for you and for me to be able to abound in every good work. So again, Philippians 4.19. See it in the fullness that it says that our God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God bless.